Hello and welcome to Memorial Hall Library's Shelf Help Podcast. I'm Stephanie Smith, a reference and cataloging librarian. And I'm Anna Cheddar. I am a teen services librarian. And today we're going to talk about the library's board game collection, which is primarily circulating, although there are some that we keep here for in-library use. So Anna, where do you want to start? Sure. So we can uh, talk a little bit about the history of the board game collection. Yeah, definitely. Briefly, since it's, I'm sure, very thrilling to people. Um, but we did start it about um, two or three years ago, maybe 2018. Mm-hmm. Um, and we've always had board games that have been sort of available specifically in the teen room. Right. Or in our teen room office back in a staff area here. Um, but... I am personally a big board game player, um, and my partner as well, so um, the prospect of being able to borrow games, which are often pretty expensive, like can be like $50 to like $80, depending on how intense the game is, Um, so the prospect of being able to like borrow them... Uh, to try out a new game, Absolutely. or to sort of try before you buy, is yeah. very attractive. Um, so we already had, um, you know, a lot of the sort of classic board games that maybe a lot of people grew up playing, right. Monopoly, Life, right. um, Candyland, <laughs> Yahtzee, um, along with some other sort of oddball donations like we have like a Simpsons version of life yep and um things like that um but so because I'm like a you know big board gamer um I knew that other libraries were doing this and sort of pitched the idea and um we spent a little bit of money buying some games um recommended by me and taking a look at what other libraries had and then once we had them, we actually started getting a bunch of donations. Um, that makes sense. Yeah, once they were sort of like, we had our little, like, uh, seed pilot collection right. of games, then people were like, oh, you have games. I'm getting rid of these games. Do you want them? Yeah. Um, we got one really big donation from a local family mm-hmm. of, like, some really great games. Nice. Playing, which was really awesome, because I was like, oh, these are, like, ten kind of expensive games. Yeah, so, that's fantastic. Yeah, it was really awesome. Um, so, yeah, and then we, you know, figured out a way to make them circulate. Yeah. Make sure we have all the pieces. Yeah. Um, and uh, the team room is sort of responsible for making sure that all the pieces get counted. The mm-hmm. team aides do a great job. Yeah. Those are the people who work in the team room. Yeah. Um, in the evenings and on the weekends. Right. Um, you know, they get the lucky job to, like, count all the Monopoly hotels. <laughs> um, but I don't think they mind too much. No. Um, I mean, and I think, because, so I catalog the board games, uh, when, you know, when we get new ones. I am responsible for cataloging them, and so I do some of the physical processing, although I know the teenagers do most of that, too. They'll, like, yep. put pieces in little baggies that are labeled with what goes in there and the number. But I know there's also, like, a cheat sheet, basically, that gets glued into the box. It's yep. like, you know, this box should contain whatever, you know. Yeah. Whatever the case may be. 72 cards, five wooden markers, you know, one board. Yeah. Et cetera, et cetera. And so that helps keep track of it, too. Yeah, we definitely wanted to make it easy for patrons to 
see, you know, what they're supposed to return. Because, right. you know, most people, you know, they they just want to use it and they want to be able to use it responsibly. I mean, right. you have great patrons, so, you yeah. know, they're like, they don't want to lose anything. So, and, you know, most games come with, like, the instructions, but they're not, like, broken down yeah. always. They're kind of hard to see what you actually have. So having that, like bullet list yeah. thing. I it, I mean, it's also really easy for us to be right. like, oh, yeah. Well, especially like you're saying, you know, if there, a lot of the games are more complicated, and so the instruction booklet might have a list, but it might also be six pages long, and like, that's just a lot for everyone to look through every time. Yeah, so for sure. So having it broken out like that is very useful. Yeah, so, and it's been, um, it's been like a pretty successful collection. It, it, yeah. I think it's sort of um, ebbs and flows as to when mm-hmm. people check it out. Right. Um, you know, this summer I thought that it wouldn't get a ton of use yeah. because people are sort of getting out more, right. but it, they have actually, there's been a lot of checkouts this summer. That's great. So I think, I mean, I'm sure maybe the rain has had yeah. something to do with it. <laughs> um, but just, you know, the opportunity for people to try out something new mm-hmm. and we have puzzles now too. Yeah. Um, which people also really like. Yes, the puzzles are a fairly new addition yeah. also. And um, I noticed that as we started adding more, especially this winter, they would just immediately be checked out. And yeah. for a while, there just, like, weren't any on the shelf. Yeah. Um, and so we've since added more. I think we have about 20, yeah, 25 puzzles, jigsaw yeah. puzzles at this point. And um, we do sometimes add new ones. We'll do, we will sometimes add donations. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and yeah, those are those have been a big hit too. Yeah, I do love a good puzzle. Yeah, it's yeah, it's interesting. When we started, I was I was sorry. Full disclosure: <laughs> I am not a puzzler. <laughs> I I don't have the constitution. I think to do puzzles, I I am like not patient enough, or I like get really frustrated. Yeah. So like want to flip the table, but <laughs> so I was like, we're never gonna add puzzles, meh. Uh, but then I was like, okay, uh, other people like puzzles, but, um, yeah. it's, you know, it's been interesting, especially when, you know, sort of our lockdowns, there was right. like a puzzle renaissance. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I, see, I find puzzles, I have the opposite experience. I find them deeply meditative. I will just get absorbed in thinking very deeply about, like, what kind of piece am I looking for? And, like, yeah, you know, or, like, I'll, depending on my mood, sometimes I'll do extensive sorting beyond just, like, the edge <laughs> pieces and corner. I'll be like, okay, now I'm going to, like, sort out all the ones that are primarily blue. And, like, this is why you're a cataloger. Gonna, yes. Yeah, these things may be related. <laughs> like, now I'm going to sort out all the green pieces that have, like, four, you know, holes in them, and, like, here are the green pieces that have, like, four nubs in them, and, like, yeah, just, yeah, I can get very into that, and there's the one thing that will reliably keep me up past, like, ten at night, which is usually <laughs> my hard cutoff, <laughs> but if, like, if you really want to keep me up late at night, give me a jigsaw puzzle, and I will do it until I literally am so tired that I feel sick. <laughs> Or finish the puzzle, whichever comes first. See, I, like, I wish that I could get into that sort of meditative uh, state yeah. about it, but I'm just, like, too impatient. Yeah, I'm just like, why fair. doesn't this work? Ugh. I think some of my patience also comes from, so I'm an only child, and mm. on one side of my family, I don't have any cousins either. So on vacation, it would be, like, me and a bunch of adults. 
And they, many of them like jigsaw puzzles. And as the kid, I would get stuck putting in the sky. Just invariably. <laughs> it would be a landscape. And it'd be like, well, you can work on the sky. And I couldn't do anything about that because I was the only kid. Okay. <laughs> so, so I feel like I've gotten, like, I've gained a deep appreciation for that sort of puzzle. <laughs> and that kind of, you know, that that aspect of it. So I've built up I my like I've built up my tolerance over <laughs> years. <laughs> to where I actually will voluntarily take the sky at this point. Right. Nice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so I do I do love a good puzzle. Yeah. Um, but I also enjoy board games. Yeah. Um, I got really into playing online board games during mm. the lockdown and I think that that has been another way to kind of try of course that was a subscription service. Yeah. And like, yeah, my partner and I would play board games with each other, but both on our own laptop because we didn't own them. Oh like, yeah, we weren't gonna go buy them during the lockdown. Right. So, um, but I that actually gave me a chance to try out some of the ones that we own here. Oh nice. So I haven't borrowed them from here yet, but I've gotten a chance to try them out online. Yeah. Um, and so that's been fun. And there are you know there are definitely some that I would like to actually try the physical game. Uh, yeah. Now that, you know now that we're back here and borrowing things. And yeah. Finding things. Yeah. Um, Six Nimit comes to mind. Mm-hmm. I but, haven't played that one. Yeah, it it's not great for two people. You can you can play it with two people, but yeah. that would maybe be one that I would borrow for, you know, if we're having, like, a small party. Um, yeah. You know, or, like, having parents-in-law over to dinner or something like that. Yeah. Um, because, yeah, it, it's better with a group of four to six people. Yeah. Um, but I found that one quite addictive. Nice. Uh, yeah. It's also... It can be frustrating, though, because as much as you have a strategy, like, it also depends on what the other people do. Yeah. But, like, it's a very strategic game, but there's also just, it can be so affected by things out of your control. Yeah. And strategy, and uh, so that can be frustrating, but I I find the patterns to it satisfying. Yeah. So, I like a good pattern. Yeah. I like that in a game. Um... But yeah, that's that's one of the ones that I noticed. Our copy is checked out right now. Mm. But um, I noticed that we have that, and that's something that I would like to try in real life. Yeah. So, um, a lot of them are checked out right now. I was looking this morning, just kind of browsing the shelves. And, yeah, uh, there, it's uh, it obviously makes me really happy yeah. as sort of the uh, custodian of the collection. Yeah. And I'm always like... I like to, you know, it's right by the reference desk, and yeah. so when I'm going to the desk, I like to take a peek and see, like, oh, this one's checked out, or, you know, there's a handful of them. I, I did check all the circs to prepare for this, and yeah. there isn't one that hasn't circulated at all. So they've all been checked yeah. out at least once. That's impressive for a collection. Um, yeah. So I thought that made me feel yeah. good, because there wasn't, like, there's the one dud right. <laughs> that no one wants to play. I mean, there's certainly some that have only gone out a couple of times because right. they're sort of yeah very complicated or like a really niche one. Like we have one called Letters from Whitechapel, which mm-hmm. is about, it's like a mystery game about hunting Jack the Ripper. Huh. So if you're like not into like horror or true crime right. and then board games on top of it like yeah it's just sort of like more of a niche game yeah. but that was a donation and I was like well this is like again it's a nice game right. but yeah 
So hopefully the, you know, like three or four people who checked it out enjoyed it. Right. <laughs> and maybe someone listening will be intrigued and want to come to Yeah, it. maybe it was like, wait, there's a Jack the Ripper game? I'm into that. Who knew? Yeah. Yeah. I definitely did not know. There are so many games about, <laughs> like, so many different topics that it seems like they shouldn't, like, how could you possibly make a game about right. it? Like, there's so many, like, farming games. Yes. Not just Farmville. There are board games. There are board games. Like, we have one called Rayholt that's, mm-hmm. like, Icelandic farming. Oh, I saw that online. Yeah. yeah. I did um, not delve into it. Yeah. But. And then, like, there's just so many different themes, like space and farms mm-hmm. and... I know there's one that the name always sticks in my mind. I don't know what the theme is, but Trogdor. Oh, yes. Because our head of reference was really yes. into that one. Yes. <laughs> and I I feel like it's about troglodytes. So... But I'm just getting that from the name and, like, what I remember from cataloging it two years ago. Do you... Were you a Homestar Runner teen in the early 2000s? No. Okay. So, that was, like, are you familiar with what Homestar Runner is? Not at all. I was pretty allergic to all sports as a teenager. It is not sports. It's a, like, flash online, like, comedy animation. Wow. Sort of, like, I don't want to say crude, but sort of, like, simplistic Mm -hmm. animation. Um, It was definitely sort of, like, a weird cult following (laughs) Um, my nerdy band geek friends in high school were like super into it but so they had um there was a character called Trogdor the Burninator and he's like a weird s-shaped dragon (laughs) with like big muscles and so that's sort of it's like really silly fantasy game um that yeah our head of reference is like really into which is hilarious it is kind of unexpected a little bit unexpected you know People have many sides to them. That's right. Um, we all contain multitudes. That we do. <laughs> and yeah, I mean, I don't know, it sounds fun to me. Like, yeah. I would check it out. Although I think it might also be one that, you know, you could do with two people, but it's probably better with a bigger crowd. And yeah. obviously we just haven't been hosting much recently. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, there's that. But someday. Yeah. Someday I'll play Trogdor. Um, have you played Patchwork? No. I think we have Patchwork. That is, it's like okay, a yeah. quilting one, right? Yes. That would be fun. And it's specifically a two-person game. Okay. So, so that would be worth borrowing. So yeah, yeah. you should definitely check it out. It's, and it is about so. like making patterns yeah. and laying tiles. Yeah, right up my alley. The art's really cute. Yeah. yeah. So I think yeah. you would like that one. Yeah, that sounds like a lot of fun. I'm definitely going to check that one out. Yeah. Another one that I have borrowed from here is called Coloretto. Mm-hmm. And I've played that with two and with four people. Um, and it works well both ways. Yeah. And that's also sort of like color color matching or I think there are numbers too so you can make patterns with colors or numbers yeah um it's been a while since I've done it I had a little lizards on it I yeah that. yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh plus it was relatively small and so you could like play it on the couch with a lap desk which yeah is nice um our kitchen chairs are not super comfy mm. so I'm I'm more willing to put up with sitting in them for like two hours but that can put a damper on, like, long board <clears throat> games. We gotta get a, like, game table and puzzle table yeah. set up. Yeah, I mean, and when you can sit on a couch, why not? Better. Right, yeah. that's clearly better. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, what I sort of like about board games is that there are so many different kinds. Like, yes. there's sort of really strategic ones. There's, you know, tile-based right. ones. There's um, co-op games, which are really fun. Mm-hmm. Which is instead of, like, yes. you playing against each other, you're all working together for a common goal. Yeah, we own we own at home a version of um, code names that's specifically mm-hmm. meant to be cooperative. Yeah. And so that's fun. Yeah. Uh, and it also works well with two people. Yeah. Which I think normal code names is yeah. not really meant for two people. Yeah, that's definitely like code names I feel like you can play with almost any amount of people. Yes. Like a big group of people Absolutely. who just kind of like shout yeah. over each other and it's really fun. As yeah. long as everyone can see the sort of words that you're trying right. to describe. Yeah. Um yeah. I do love a good word based game. Um Scrabble, Bananagrams. Yeah. Which I think we, I know we have Scrabble. I think we have Bananagrams. We do have Bananagrams. Um, maybe it's Team Room Eve only. Though. Yeah, that or one like, I don't think. Yeah. We will yeah. confine you to the Team Room with it. Right, you can leave the Team Room. Yeah. <laughs> yes, and you don't have to be a team. You don't have to be a team. To use those in, in library games. Exactly. Um, <clears throat> that's just sort of the main audience. Yes. But, yeah. yeah. I do love Bananagrams. Yeah. That's a fun one. And you can play that alone. Yeah. We actually, we have... Some other board games, I think, too, right? That can be played just by one person. Yeah, there um, are like, or like they have a one-person variation. Yeah, they have a one-person variation, yeah. which I think is really cool because, yeah. like, sometimes either like you know during lockdown, mm-hmm. it's like you're not really having a bunch of people around, right. um, or you're just like, I just want to do something on my own. Mm-hmm. Like, I think it's Absolutely. cool to be able yeah. to have that like game experience, yeah. but not also be. Right. Like, if you don't have anyone to play with. Right. That's great. Cool. You're an only child whose parents aren't into board games. Yeah, exactly. Not, not speaking from bitter personal experience there. Right, yeah, it definitely doesn't sound like that. <laughs> so it's, you know, yeah, I think that's a great option to have. And I was not aware of that as a thing, like, prior to working here and looking at our board games yeah. and cataloging them. So I thought that that was a really cool feature. Yeah. That people might not know is, like, a thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. I thought that was cool. Yeah. And anyone wondering what we have as a full list, if you go to mhl.org slash games, you can see a list. It's just the board games. It's not the puzzles. Um, if you did want to look at puzzles, you could go to our catalog and search Jigsaw Puzzles. And this will bring up a few things that aren't Jigsaw Puzzles, but mostly it will bring up the Jigsaw Puzzles. Or you can just come and, you know, browse what's available here. Yeah. Um, well, and what <clears throat> is nice, what I like about the mhl.org slash games yes. page that we have set up is that you can sort of sort things by, yeah. like, a couple of different ways, like how long it takes to play, what the age is, because we do have some games that it's not necessarily, like, content-wise, so right. there might be some that, like, are, you know, quote-unquote violent. I mean, Jack the Ripper. Jack the Ripper, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about that one. Um, but yeah, but we're just like, like the con- like, it might be a lot for concepts and gameplay right. would, be, you know, better for older kids or whatever Um, but so you can sort by age and or if you're like I really just want a small card game to take on a road trip or something instead of like a huge box you can sort by like the type of game yeah like we have like I think the types are card board and tile Mm -hmm. that are in there and some of them are similar but you can always come in and you know take a look at the actual box right 
if you also, if you really wanted to know about size, um, when we catalog items, whatever, whatever type of item it is, you know, book, DVD, board game, I mean, anything in the library of things, we do make a note of the size, um, and that is visible in the catalog, if you're really curious. Or, yeah. like, if that's something that's important to you because you're traveling and it needs to be small, or, you know, you're, I mean, so the size of the board games that we catalog is the dimensions of the box, it's not the dimensions of, like, the unfolded board. Um, right. Although with puzzles, for what it's worth, there's usually a note that says the finished dimensions of the puzzle are whatever. Oh, really? Yeah, so the in the physical description, it will say the size of the box, but then in a general note field, I will make sure that it says, you know, finished dimensions of the puzzle are hmm. whatever. Um, See, as a non-puzzler, yeah. I have never thought of thinking about that but it makes sense you know yeah, you want to like mean, start on a tiny table and then you're like right. oh no right or you know if you live somewhere like an apartment where you only have a small table right and I found you know it's also not only the size of the puzzle versus the table but of course you need more space than the amount of the finished puzzle because you need space to like Look spread at out the, the pieces, pieces and, like, yeah right and like move them around so you know it is it is helpful to have that but for the board game, if you're concerned about the size, you can find you can find that information in the catalog. Yeah. Um, for what that's worth. Yeah. It's fun cataloging. Though. Yeah. <laughs> fun in my mind, anyway. Yes. <laughs> I do love cataloging the board games. I mean, I like I love doing books. I love all cataloging. Yeah. Really, but, but it's like a I'm board sure game for a yeah. little different exactly spice variety. Yeah, it's a change of pace. I get to look at something that I would not be looking at and handling otherwise. I get to see what's new in the board games. That's fun. Yeah. But, um, but yeah. So, ditto the puzzles. I catalog those, too. Yeah. Um, subject heading, puzzles. Puzzles. <laughs> <laughs> it's great. Um, incidentally, the subject headings are also linked. So, if you found one puzzle and looked at the subject heading and clicked it, that would show you anything else that we have with the subject heading puzzles. Ditto board games. Um, I'm pretty sure board games is the subject heading for those. Yeah, I so, think so. Um, you know, that's just another way that you can use the catalog to kind of see similar things. Yeah. Um, and sometimes you'll see what other libraries have, but I think generally libraries are not going to send those through interlibrary loan. Yeah. So, you know, you would have to go and pick it up and return it at the owning library. Right. Which, you know, is fine if it's right next door you don't mind a drive. Right. But, yeah. I mean, our network is pretty far flung. So, like, do you really want to drive to Rockport to pick up and return the board game? Or, like, grind? Right. Yeah. You know, I mean, exactly. we're pretty centrally located within the network. But, but yeah, yeah, it's like, how motivated are you? Right. <laughs> exactly. It is a thing you can do, but it may not be a thing you want to do. Yeah. And we do generally ask that when you return the games that you don't try to put them in the book drop. Yes. Because it is, I mean, the boxes are, they're good boxes. They're not. They're pretty um, sturdy. They're pretty sturdy, but they are just cardboard boxes. Right. That um, they do tend to take a beating, so. Yeah. Um, Especially if then a bunch of books come and get grabbed on them. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, we do ask you, like, um, our Library of Things collection just asks yes. that you bring it to the desk. Right. Um, right. Don't return it in the book draw. It right. Just, yeah. It makes things last longer if they get returned inside in person. Yeah. Um, absolutely. Yeah, books in the book drop can take, like, they're fine. Right. Even they can the take DVDs a beating. Even the CDs. Yeah. Those cases are tougher than you would think. And, like, 
fundamentally not that hard to replace yeah. if we need to. Versus, like, getting a new board game box, pretty much impossible. Yeah, I have one that I've patched many times that yeah. is maybe on its last legs, and I'm like, I need to figure out how and what to do about right. this. Because the game is still playable, but the right. box is just looking kind of rough. Yeah. So I'm like, I could probably get... There must be replacement boxes. I would, but I don't think know. So. Even if it was just like a blank box, I don't know. Right. I'll have to look into it. Yeah. Well, that that does bring up something that I know we've done. Speaking of replacements, which is replacing missing pieces, mm -hmm. usually with something three or often with something three D printed, right? Yeah. So that's uh, it's really cool that we have sort of our maker space right. and the three D printer that we can do um, replacement stuff. I've had. Um, our sort of maker librarians print yeah. me replacement pieces um, if they're sort of easy to find, which I think there's like a big overlap in the people who sort of 3D print things and make, uh, you know, 3D objects in like Tinkercad and right. upload to Thingiverse and also board gamers. So yes. it's maybe a circle, the yeah. diagram. <laughs> so, and, you know, usually all that stuff is they put up for free, right. which is great. Yeah. Um, so I'll have them print out stuff. They've even printed, like, little card boxes for me. Yeah. Like, for, like, an Uno game. Oh, yeah, like, definitely. Um, right, or, like, Pictionary, I yeah. think. Circulates in, like, a 3D printed box. Yeah. Um, but also, a lot of, I was going to say most, but I will say a lot of game companies will do replacements for yeah. libraries. That's um, nice. They'll, I mean, they'll also do replacements if you are, like, a regular home gamer and right. you have lost something. Um, sometimes they charge a small fee. Yeah. But usually for us, because we're a nonprofit and right. library, um, they'll send us stuff for free, which yeah. is really nice. That is really nice. Um, and, um, you know, some of them, there's, you know, a company that's here in Massachusetts mm -hmm. that they oh, uh, game right. So they yeah. make some really fun games and they are, like oh, yeah, just, you know, tell us what you want, we'll send it to you, and it yeah. gets here the next day, and it's, like, Sweet. really nice. Yeah, that's um, fantastic. Because we really, we know that some of these games have, like, dozens and dozens of pieces right. and lots of cards, and, you know, I think, at least my philosophy, and I think most of everyone here, is that we really don't want to, like, charge right. replacement fees for things. Right. And or certainly not the whole fee for like, certainly not the whole the game. game if it's just one card. Like, exactly. Yeah, it's better to just find a workaround. Yeah, find a workaround. Yeah. I've made like replacement cards by yeah. like printing out images that I found on like you know the board game yeah. website yeah. and like sort of fake laminating yeah. them. So I mean, Absolutely. sometimes it works for things and sometimes it doesn't. But, right. Uh, yeah, we just really want to avoid charging people because yeah, everyone right. makes mistakes and there's exactly. tons of stuff and it's really easy to like the card slips between the couch cushions and then like you don't find it till like two months later yeah. and then you're like, oh no. That so. being said, sometimes people do find it like way later and they bring it back to us and that's really great. That's yeah. So nice yeah. And then, then it goes into the um, box that I have in my office yeah. that is just like spare board game bits and bobs <laughs> and like pieces and uh, so the teen office is such a fun place it really is it's um full of wonders yeah <laughs> like my desk is mostly full of like rubber bands yeah a ruler 
you know, the other accoutrements of cataloging, which are just generally less exciting. Yeah. It's one of the perks of being a teen librarian yeah. is that you're allowed to be, or at least no one has told us to clean up our office <laughs> <laughs> so we get to be a little bit more silly. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, it's yeah. Good job. Yeah. It's nice. Um, yeah. It's really nice. That is a perk. Yeah. Um, but I did, um, so in preparation for yeah. this, I was like, I wonder what our most checked out games yeah. were. Do you want to hear the I list? I would love to hear the list. So, um, this is lifetime checkout. Okay. So I didn't, um, do it for any particular year. Right. Um, but I have a top 10 here. Okay. So I'll start at 10. Um, and then we'll go down, All right. which I thought would be fun. Yeah, um, So the 10th most checked out game is Ticket to Ride, mm, which I, I think maybe that. a lot of people have yeah. heard of. It's one of the more um, famous sort of like mm-hmm. board games that's, you know, like one step above a Sorry or Monopoly or whatever. Yeah, exactly. It's not too, too complex, but yeah, it is kind of one step above. And yeah. It's has slightly, like, a slightly more mature feeling. Yeah. Probably and because you didn't play the two games. Yeah. Time. Yeah. <laughs> and did you know that the guy who invented it is from Beverly? I did not know yeah, that. Yeah, he's like a Beverly wow. native, so Beverly, oh, Massachusetts native. So cool. I know, right? Wow. Good for I like him. that. Yeah. I know. So yeah, there's a little trivia for yeah, you. Yeah, that's great. Um, so after Ticket to Ride is The Game of Life, a classic. Absolutely. I love. Played that too. Loved that as a kid. Yeah. Um, next at eight is The Settlers of Catan. Oh, yeah. Which is another sort yeah. of like. I've played that a couple Starter. Times. Like a lot of people play that as like right. their first game after Monopoly or whatever. Right. Right. Something where you, if you want to get into more serious gaming. Right. Or like more complex gaming. That's right. definitely a gateway. Yeah. Yeah. Because it, it's really not that hard no um but and, you know it has sort of that farming theme right like mm-hmm. a strange amount of farming games yeah. <laughs> um uh. next at seven is shoots and ladders yeah another classic another classic um six is code names which yes. we talked about yes. uh, like i Lots think fun. one of the best party games i was gonna say it's a great party game. so fun yeah um number five is clue yeah a classic. Another classic. We've actually, I've had to replace Clue at least once, maybe twice, just because it, like, it circs so much mm-hmm. and it, like, just sort of takes a beating. Yeah. <laughs> so I make, I make some of the crossword puzzles that we publish on our website. And in one of them, I won't tell you which, mm-hmm. Clue is one of the answers. Ooh. Yes. And I decided to make the Clue for Clue. With the board game. I mean, there's so many things I right. could have done to yeah. clue for clue. But, um, and in checking on this, I was like, oh, like, what are, like, I remember some of the character names in Clue, but, like, what are the rest? And apparently they killed off Mrs. White and replaced her with some, prof- not professor, because they already had a professor, a doctor. They mm. replaced Mrs. White with Dr. Orchid. Oh, right, doc- I was like, it's, like, purple or something, yeah. but not oh, Right, but not Professor Plum. Right. <laughs> it's, another, it's another purple authority figure. Wow. <laughs> yeah. I'm not sure why that was, hmm. but... I mean, they could have just given why Mrs. Did, White a PhD. Right. Like, why did Mrs. White have to go in the first place? Maybe she did something wrong. Yeah. <laughs> maybe maybe she is the real criminal She's consistently here. the yeah. murderer, yeah. so they're like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know the backstory to that, yeah. but fun fact. Yeah. Anyway. I like that. <laughs> 
Um, okay, so Clue is five. Yeah. Uh, fourth most popular is Monopoly. Yeah. Also a classic. So yeah, we've got some, like, some runs of mm-hmm. classics here. Also something that they've replaced pieces on. Oh, yeah. Somewhat recently. Yeah. I don't know if that's, like, an ongoing thing, or if it's just they kind of, like, was a one-time shake-up. <laughs> well, it's funny, because our copy, we, we've had, like, numerous Monopoly copies right. that just lived in the library for people who want to play. Yep. But then we, I was like, we're buying a brand new one to circulate, because, like... I want it to not be cobbled together. Yeah. Just make sure we definitely have all the pieces. Yeah. Because um, you know how contentious Monopoly is. I don't want yes. it to get worse because, yeah. like, someone doesn't have the dog or whatever. <laughs> but so they replaced the pieces. But then our copy came back with all the new pieces, like, either lost or covered in a mysterious substance that Ooh. I just decided just to throw away. Absolutely. But luckily, (laughs) I had, um, like, older tokens. So, I think our, like, new copy of Monopoly that's supposed to have, I don't even know, like, an emoji thing or whatever, like, new thing. Now it just has the old tokens, because that's what I had. So, so I guess what I'm saying is, please, if you're a Monopoly collector, please don't steal our tokens, even if they're vintage. I don't think anyone will. No, I don't think so. Um, I don't know. People do get feisty about Monopoly, though. Oh, my gosh. My family, like, we've outlawed it. We can't play it. I think that's a pretty common family rule, in fact. Yeah. Like, my brother, like, would have, like, a dollar. Yeah. And would, like, come from behind and, like, win. And we're just like, how? You were, like, bankrupt. And he's like... (laughs) I don't know. So we're like, okay, we're all playing. (laughs) Speaking of contentious, potentially contentious games, I think at one of the last, like, dinner parties I was at before everything shut down, um, the host, my sister-in-law, had Uno, but she, like, she didn't own it, so she went out and bought a new one, and the only one she could find was, um, an Uno where they changed the colors of the cards to avoid red and blue to help, like... But, like, this is, like, politi- like politics-free Uno. Oh, my gosh. So, like, you're not, you know, there's, there's no subtle political statements here. We've replaced the red and blue with different color cards. That's and, like, it was hilarious. actually sold that way. That's so funny. Yeah. I would, like, not even think about that until nope. now they yeah. put that in my brain. Right. Exactly. Wouldn't have thought of that. But, yeah, and for anyone out there who loves Uno but is afraid of the political implications right. of the red and blue cards, you can, in fact, buy a right. version without those colors. Wants to play that Thanksgiving without angering any sort right. of uncle. Right, exactly. <laughs> That's so funny. There is an option for you. Huh. Anyway. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so the third most, going back to the top yes. ten, third most is Guess Who? Yeah. Another most, classic. Yeah. And so, in one of the, we don't have a ton of, like, really accessible for, like, younger kids' games. Uh, You know, I have Shoots and Ladders, Candyland, Guess Mm -hmm. Who, and um, Connect Four. Right. And those are especially good for young kids because they don't, like, you don't have to be able to read to play them. Right. Unlike a lot of, yeah, you know, I mean, even Uno, like, it's not that hard, but you do need to be able to, like, read numbers. Right. So. Yeah, and, like, you know, sort of understand the concept of, like, a skip or a reverse or something like that. So... Um, but yeah, so guess who, um, is number three and number two, which I think is kind of 
funny, <laughs> um, but is the board game Pandemic. Of course. Which, uh, like, <laughs> part of me is like, did people just search Pandemic in the catalog to try and get actual information right. about coronavirus? And we're like, oh, I'll get this board game. Yeah. Or, I mean, it is a board game that's uh, kind of been around yeah. for a long time, and it's an example of one of those co-op ones. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've played, I yeah. really like it. I've played it before. The only one on this list so far that I've never played. Oh, oh wow. Check it out. It's really fun. Yeah. yeah. It is, I mean, it is, you know, there's like, you start in the CDC in Atlanta oh, and then there are these like outbreaks <laughs> and if you like can't like contain the viruses, like the world ends or whatever. So, yeah, like I would maybe give it a little bit, but yeah, I might not be there yet. Yeah, exactly. But someday that would be fun. But so yeah, I yeah. thought it was interesting. Yeah, that, that was our number two most checked Definitely. out game. Very timely. Um, but our number one most checked out yeah. game, which is kind of a surprise mm-hmm. to me, is it's a game called Minecraft, the card game. Okay, that I have not played that one either. I have um, not played it, um, but Minecraft is super. Minecraft popular. is still really popular, so, and that does make sense. Yeah, and I think it's sort of, um, in Minecraft, you know, you are building with these like bricks mm-hmm. and blocks, yeah. and so the game is sort of. It's actually really cute. They have like the square square cards, mm-hmm. which I always think are you know interesting to have like yeah. a non standard shape card. Yeah. Um, so square cards, and they have the little blocks on mm-hmm. them. So, and I think you build sort of things right. out of the blocks with the cards instead of fun. on the computer. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it is the most checked out game. Wow! And I think I would not have guessed that. I wouldn't either. But I wonder, you know, just because Minecraft is so popular, right. and we know we do get in the team room, and mm-hmm. probably a reference to a ton of requests for like Minecraft books. Yeah, and I'm sure Jillrooms gets a lot of Minecraft yes. requests. Yes, like what are all the hacks and the tips and tricks? Right. Um. So, yeah, yeah. That I would have guessed something like Ticket to Ride or Settlers of Catan, but. I'm guessing also with the Minecraft game that it is probably accessible to a wider age range. Yeah. Like, not suitable for really little kids, because again, I'm sure you need to read to be right. able to play it, but like, I'm guessing it would be something like, what, maybe even ages 8 and up? Does yeah. it say on the website? It does say, and it is 8 plus, so hey, great job! Yeah. <laughs> I feel like that's sort of the age at which kids start to get into, like, computer Minecraft. Yeah. So, you know, so I'm... That makes sense, too, that, like, it's a game with broad appeal. Yeah. Because if you have a family where you have people of different ages... Right. ...that, you know, that would maybe be more widely accessible than something like Catan or right. Ticket to Ride, which you maybe could play with younger kids, but right. they seem more like games geared toward, like, older teens and adults. Yeah. Um, You'd have to definitely spend more time... Yeah. ...like, right. making sure everyone understands the rules. Right, and, like, I just don't know if they... Like, that would appeal as much to right. younger kids also. Whereas, like, Minecraft, yeah, there's a big appeal and it's, like, a big range of accessibility. And, yeah. Um, I feel like, you know, kids who might not get excited about a board game would maybe be excited about that because they have this way into right. it. Right. They're like, oh, I'm familiar right. with this. Right. Um, Invested, even. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So. Oh, that's great. That's yeah. That's so cool. I, yeah, that that's really surprising. I would not have guessed that. Yeah, I would have thought it would have been, like, Catan. Yeah. Or, like, Monopoly. Right. I mean, Monopoly is top, is number four, so, it, I mean, right. it's up there. But. Right. The things that we would have guessed are in the top ten. Yeah. But, um, but, yeah, not quite where I would have expected them. Yeah. 
cool. I know. Yeah. Oh, I love it. So, what is your favorite game that we have here? Ooh. So, my favorite, uh, I'm going to give two because okay. I want to shout out, well, maybe three. <laughs> well, first, I'm, my absolute favorite game is one called Splendor. Okay. So it kind of has a weird cover. It has yeah. this sort of like vaguely renaissance guy like looking intently at like a jewel mm-hmm. um, in his hand. And so the theme is sort of like you're this renaissance gem merchant mm-hmm. and you're trying to get all these gems and have these um, like famous nobles visit your gem shop, I guess. Okay. But basically you are like collecting yeah. little gems to... Um, sort of build these gem mines so that you can get the people to visit you. That's um, It's like for two to four players. Yeah. It's pretty quick. Mm, I do like that. Like, it's maybe like 15 mm-hmm. minutes for like a two-person game. Oh, that's maybe nice. like half an hour yeah. for like a four-person game. Yeah. I mean, I like a longer game, but sometimes I just don't, like, you know, it's after dinner and I'm tired and I don't want to commit to something that's going to take an hour. Yeah, so exactly. it's great to have those shorter options, or, like, the faster play. Yeah. And, like, the tokens for the, like, gems mm-hmm. are really nice and sort of yeah. heavy, so it, like, feels good to, yeah. like, click them in your hand, sort <laughs> of like they are actual real gems. Um, and, yeah, it's really fun. Yeah, that sounds um, great. Yeah, that it's a really fun, fun. one. Um, and not too hard to learn. Yeah. Um, also, you don't have to... I think younger kids could probably learn it. Yeah. Like, there's no reading, but they'd right. have to, like, figure out how to count gems right um another one i want to talk about is a card game called no thanks oh i noticed that was available when i was browsing this morning yeah but i never played it um sort of a wagering game Mm -hmm. with tokens okay um and i believe that i I might get this wrong but i believe i've played it a bunch but now in my mind has gone blank i think you're the point is to get like the lowest number Mm -hmm. so it has these cards that sort of um, go from, like, I think maybe, like, 7 mm-hmm. up to, like, 34, and yeah. you sort of pass cards around, and you have these tokens, and you can sort of decline to pick up these cards, mm-hmm. and you want to get sort of, like, runs of cards, like, 5, okay. six, seven, eight, yeah. nine, or whatever, um, but the more, the higher card number you get, that's, your, you know, your points, but the right. fun thing about it is that, we've played this with my family a bunch, yeah. is that you get to sort of like, say no thanks to people, <laughs> so you get to, like, of course, we joke about saying it, like, really snarkily, right. like, mm, no thanks, <laughs> um, and it's really quick, you can play with, yeah. like, a bunch of people, again, it's not sort of hard, right. um, and it's fun to sort of, you know, you can sort of mess with people, yeah. but, and it's not, uh, too complicated, so that one's really Yeah, fun. sounds like a mix of sorry and, like, many, many card games. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, so that one's really fun. Yeah. And then the last one that I want to, um, shout out because it is very thematic. Yeah. Um, is this one called Bring Your Own Book? Mm. I actually have it checked out because yeah. I haven't played it because okay. I've always wanted to. Yeah. Um, I'm intrigued by the name. But so you do have to bring your own book. Oh, so everyone wow. in the game has okay. to bring a book. Sure. Any book. Yeah. Novel, nonfiction, whatever. Just something that has text in it. Okay. Um, So basically, it's kind of like apples to apples, Mm -hmm. if you've played that. I have. Um, So one person will be like, they'll pull a prompt, Mm -hmm. and it's like, um, what is something that you would find on a doctor's note? 
Right. Or what is something that would make a funny name for a movie? Mm-hmm. Um, and so then everyone gets 60 seconds to, yeah. like, flip through their book and find, like, a phrase or a sentence that yeah. would make a funny movie name or whatever the prompt is. And then whoever pulled the card gets to sort of, like, pick the funniest one okay, or the yeah. one that's the most yeah. clever. I can see the appeal of apples um, to apples. So, yeah, it's kind of yeah, like apples the, to apples. Yeah, I can see the comparison. Um, but, yeah, I just, and I think yeah. it's clever. The packaging is really cute. It looks like a book yeah. itself. And, like, there's a whole bunch of prompts. Yeah. You could play it with, like, a ton of people. Right. right. It sounds like it has party game potential. But yeah. it could probably also work with two people. Yeah. Just, like, a fun sort of, like, yeah. looking through these books for sort of, like, funny phrases yeah. or whatever. Um, oh, it, I love it. It would be great to play at, like, you know when you go to, like, a vacation house and they have, like, all the random books yes. that all the other vacation goers have left behind and it's just the most yep. hodgepodge yes. mix of anything? I yes. think it would be fun to play with just, you know, mm-hmm. one that's, like, a travel book and one right. that's, like, an ancient romance novel yeah. and one sort of, like, John Grisham. Yeah, yes. <laughs> so... Oh, absolutely. I like that it incorporates an outside object into the game. Right? Yeah. I think that's more fun than if they provided a book. Right. Or, like, if they provided little booklets or something. Oh, yeah. Um, Because it's, like, the possibilities are endless. Right. Right. You can, you have one game, but it's never going to be the same game twice. Right. Which is great. Yeah. Um, I mean, you get that to some extent with things like Apples to Apples or Code Names, just because there's so many cards. Right. It's never going to be quite the same twice. Yeah. I do like that. Yeah. Um, especially if it's something you're going to own, because then, you know, you're less likely to get bored of it, because it's always going to be a little different. Exactly. Which is great. Yeah. Um, I just think it would be fun to play with, like, a family, and everyone's got, you know, their different genres yes. of books that they're reading, yes. and so, like, the variety of, oh, that would be like, great. answers I think would be really fun. Yeah. That so. sounds fun. I'll have to check that one out sometime. Maybe yeah. after you bring it back. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, so those are sort of my picks. Yeah. Um, I mean, patrons can always ask, um, right. if they want to ask me yeah. personally for recommendations. I have played a lot of the ones yeah. we have, and I've played a lot of other games. Yeah. Um, I'm always happy to help them. Um, but I will send them to you for puzzles, because, as yes. I said, not a puzzler. I actually haven't done any of the puzzles that we have here. Um, but, you know, I'm always happy to talk puzzles. Right. Um, <laughs> I mean, you know, depending on, depends on what kind of thing you want yeah. for a puzzle. But, yeah, send them to We me have some really cute me. ones, for sure. Yeah. Um, so... I mean, people can reach both of us by emailing ourdesk at nhl.org. Yep. And, you know, if you, like, it will be forwarded to the appropriate person. If you send something to our desk asking for game recommendations, it will get forwarded to Anna. Absolutely. Um, I don't know. I don't I don't think many other people would tackle it. I don't know. Our head of reference might just jump in and be like, you should play Trogdor. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> if that happens, you'll know who to play. Yes, yeah. <laughs> for sure. <laughs> but um, but yeah, you know, that's that's what we're here for. Yeah. We answer the questions, we give recommendations. Mm-hmm. So Yeah. Alright, well fantastic. This has been great. Yeah, this was really fun. Yeah. I haven't thought about the board games that much lately, but this makes me really want to go and play some. You and, should. Yeah. Reinvigorates my desire for that. Yeah. So. If you've done all the puzzles, yeah, there's much more board games. So, yeah. Well, Anna, thank you so much for joining me today to talk about board games here at NHL and beyond even, uh, as well as our puzzles. It's been great having you on. And thank you to everyone for listening. 
This has been an episode of Shelf Help from Memorial Hall Library. You can find us in all the usual places, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher. You can also find us on our website, mhl.org slash podcast. And we hope that you will listen to us next time. Thank you. Bye.